Welcome to Sister Stories, curious investigation of the lives of amazing women of the world. I'm your host, Betsy Weersma. We traveled the world to meet amazing people, and we're very curious to learn their stories. Today, we're in Indianapolis, Indiana, and Tatiana, you are the star of our show. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. Oh my gosh, we're so glad. We're so glad to know you. So um, tell everybody, introduce yourself and tell, tell them your big job here in sports marketing. My name is Tatiana Holyfield Arthur. I am the vice president and head of digital strategy for Pacer Sports and Entertainment. So that means that I oversee digital marketing and social media for the Pacers NBA team, the Fever WNBA team, Bankers Life Fieldhouse, where we host over 300 concerts and events a year. We have Pacers Gaming on the eSports side, as well as our G League team, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Is that all? Just uh, just all those things, right? I mean, that's just the start of it. <laughs> and then in 2021, we will be hosting the NBA All-Star Games here in Indianapolis. So I'm on the host committee for that. And I was just elected to the board of the Children's Museum here in Indianapolis. So I don't sleep very often. I was going to say, <laughs> poor Gizmo is at home going, where's my mom? Where's my mom? Well, I have a backstory. So I met Tatiana as we both were serving Purdue University and we were volunteering to be judges for a competition. And so we kind of had like three pretty intense days with the kids there. And so I said, I got to capture your sister's story, Tatiana, because you are awesome. You're a whole lot of awesome. Um, so let's go back. So people go, wow, that's a big job. And how the heck did you ever, you know, get a big job like that? So the purpose of Sister Stories is really to go back and talk about, you know, how did it work and um, what did you learn along the way? So um, how, go back to, you know, your education or where you were first inspired to be the marketing maven that you are today. Yeah. Um, wow, marketing maven. That's a great title. <laughs> hey, we're going to add that to all of your things to do. I'll take I'll it. I will be the Thank marketing you. maven. <laughs> um, actually, I never dreamed that I would have this this opportunity, to this job. Uh, I always uh, thought I would work in television, actually. I started out in college in Chicago, where I went to school at Columbia College Chicago. During that time, I had some professors who told me, you know, you would be really good on television. And I'm not one for being in front of the camera very often. So I said, you know, I'm more of a, you know, go into my Barney bag and pull out some tricks and make things work. And so I resonated a little bit more towards the marketing side. So I decided to uh, continue my career in marketing. I started off, however, to get myself through college. I worked in the hospitality industry. So I worked in hotels at the front desk. I worked in restaurants doing sales and marketing and catering events. And then from there, once I graduated um, Columbia College, I decided to pack up, move to Atlanta, Georgia with $1,100 to my name and no job. And I said, you know what? This is where I want to live. I want to live in the South and we'll figure it out. Oh, that is so brave. <laughs> yeah. That is so brave. And why Atlanta, Georgia? At the time I had a roommate and he and I were both like, we're ready to start something new. And 
New York was just too much at the time. And then LA was a little bit too much. So it really wasn't our speed. So we said, where can we go that's like right in between? And he had a sister in Atlanta. And she was like, yeah, move here. And we moved and he left me after oh. a month. He couldn't hang, but I stayed. And oh, and it was so much better weather than Chicago. Oh, I got to say, yes, if so you want to be better. in a nice metropolitan city, please. Yeah. That cold in Chicago. I know that very, very well. Okay. So then you took the big leap. So leap number one mm-hmm. was Atlanta with $1,100. And literally, I was living in my apartment. I had no furniture. I had I was sleeping on like an air mattress. And right as that $1,100 was about to run out, I got a phone call. And it was from my old job in Chicago, which was the Heart Rock Cafe. They had an opening in Atlanta. And, the, and they said, hey, we have a job. Are you interested? I was like, yes, like I need this. And so I took that job. I stayed there for a couple months. But during that time, I knew I still wanted to work in television. So I kept applying, applying, looking at for as many jobs as I could. And then eventually it paid off. And I got a phone call from Gospel Music Channel in Atlanta. And it was a television network. Um, it was paying a lot less than what I was currently making. I mean, like $15,000 less. And I said, wow, you know, and I, I, I'm a faithful person. So I said to God, I'm like, look, if this is the right opportunity for me, I've been trying for years. Like, let me just take this cut. I may not, you know, I might be broke during the time, but I'll do it and we'll see. And I did. And it was the best decision I ever made, best decision. Not only was it great because it really was a test of my faith in God, but I was working at Gospel Music Channel. So I got yeah, to I was work gonna say, around so many inspirational Amen to that, people. like how much fun would that be? Yes. Oh my goodness. And it was travel, there was like 40% travel. So I was traveling all over the world doing uh, Christian concerts and events. And you know, it was just the best time and place for to be in my life. And it was working in television, which is what I wanted to do. So. Oh, well, see, so I'd say the first thing, if you're listening and you're thinking like, all right, she took a leap. And, you know, again, leap of faith. I mean, it's something that's very important to me. And it's nice to hear you share that because so many people are like, you know, why and how do you figure it out? And, and I think like you, um, you pray about it and you think about it and yeah. you, you know, you head toward God's plan and. Yeah, and good. you can't give up, you know. During that time, it, it was there was many a days when I'm like, oh, I have no money, you know, everything's not in the where I want it to be, but that didn't stop me from submitting that job application online or, you know, looking for new you gotta keep the faith. You have to keep going. Eventually, hopefully it'll pay off. Yeah. Well I always think there's, you know, there's a time and a place and a season. And I read a book recently called The Glorious No. Hmm. And it was about someone who, you know, didn't get the job that she thought she wanted. And then she got the job as producer for Oprah. Oh. Uh, You know, so, and it's kind of like when you're dating, don't let the wrong guy be in the spot for the right guy. You know, move on. So can I tell you my Oprah story? Yeah. So growing up in Chicago, I, as I mentioned, always wanted to work in television. And I had a professor at the time. He said to me, Tatiana, if you want to work in television, you have to go out and know people and you have to, you know, know the industry. So one of our class assignments was to go and connect with someone who had the job that you wanted. So for me, I was like, hmm, what job is that? 
the general manager of ABC7 Chicago was a female. And I said, that's the job I want. I want to be the general manager of a television station. So I picked up the phone and I called her and I said, hi, my name is Tatiana. I'm a student at Columbia College, but I really like what you do and I, I want to be you. Like, can I talk to you? She called me back in 15 minutes. Oh. She called me back. She said, absolutely. Come to my office tomorrow and we'll meet. That next day, I met with her amazing woman. Her name is Emily Barr. Now she is the president of Grand Media in um, Washington, D.C. To this day, is still very much a dear mentor and advisor to me. But you know what? She was the very first person that gave Oprah her first break. If you recall, Oprah started on TV in Chicago. Yeah, that's and right. And she was the one. And it's so funny because I love Oprah. Like yeah. Oprah is just like yeah. icon to it me. Girl, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like six degrees of separation from Oprah. Like, <laughs> that's a great so. Oprah story. And it's really cool though. I think as women, and one of the things we all want to do is be a hand up, right? is to the next generation. And it's so cool yeah. to have someone that reached out and said yes to you. Now, I know something happened from Atlanta because there you are traveling the world and now you're married here in Indianapolis, Indiana. So what happened after that amazing leap of faith job yeah. to get you now into the world of sports marketing? So I stayed in Atlanta for a year and a half and I was very driven. I learned everything I could and then I decided, you know what, Atlanta's a little too slow for me. Time to pack up, I'm ready for the big city. So that's when I said, New York, New York is where I wanna be. And at the time I met a mentor, actually his name is Todd Brown. Betsy, he was there at the program yes, with us too at Purdue. Brown, the amazing Todd Brown. Yes, knows everyone. And uh, Ty said, okay, you want to pack up and move to New York? You got to know someone. And he happened to connect with uh, a, a, the lady who's the head of marketing for Comcast's Sportsnet New York, SNY. He, this is another faith story here. So he called her and he said, hey, you should meet my mentee. If you have any open roles, like connect with her. She said, sure. So we scheduled a phone call. We, the interview was great, but she didn't have any openings. A year to the day, she called me and she said, Tatiana, did you ever move to New York? I have a job opening. I said, no, I didn't. She was like, oh, well, sorry, I can't pay for relocation, so pass it along to someone else. I said, hold up, wait a minute. No, let's talk because if the opportunity is right, I will pack up and move myself. And she said, okay. So we spoke that Friday. She was like, Tatiana, I think you'd be great for this. But again, I don't have any money for relocation. Can you get here to New York? I said, yes. I literally found a flight for $120 round trip. I had a friend that I barely knew. I said, hey, can I sleep on your couch overnight? And I did it. I got there and I killed the interview. And by that next Friday, they offered me the job and I had two weeks to pack up and move. Wow. Once again, with another $1,100 in my pocket, there but I go. made it work. So stayed in, um, end up staying in New York for 10 years. I worked at various jobs. I started there at SNY, then I moved over to NBC Universal, where I worked on daytime talk shows. And then from there, I uh, social media really started to take off and boom. That was right around 2011, 2012. And as I was looking at jobs in marketing, I saw that all the jobs were really being based on social and digital. And I said, you know what, if I don't learn that side of the business now, 
there's not going to be a lot of traditional marketing opportunities for me. And so I decided to go back to school and learn about social media. During that time, I volunteered, took as many opportunities as I could to just get myself out there. And then the head of marketing for Viacom noticed me. He saw all the work that I've been doing in the social media space. And he says, hey, I need someone to come and head up social media at BET Networks. And I said, I'm ready. That's right. And that's where I landed. So I stayed there for three years, had an amazing opportunity. And then um, during that time, I met my husband. We got married. Life is great. And then as it happens, you know, just being out there in the in the ecosphere, you put it out there. All of a sudden, I got a, a email on LinkedIn one day from uh, from CAA and they called and I didn't even know that CAA does recruiting. And they said, hey, we have this opportunity with the Pacers in Indiana. And I said, Indiana? Wow, that's ironic because my dad lives in Indiana. And they were like, really? He does? And I say, yeah, he does. He just moved there about a year ago. And they said, well, would you you know, consider this? And I said, sure. And so that's how it happened. And I've been here now for about 11 months. Well, and it's probably a little bit of an adjustment from New York City to Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. But growing up here, I really feel like the heart of this city is beautiful. So hopefully you feel welcomed. Um, you're right in the heart of everything that's happening right here with the Pacers and uh, the incredible sports organization here in town. So, well, that's a good, a good path for everyone to think about that. Lots of faith in there and lots of, you know, I'm going to make it happen and not sit back, you know, and let an opportunity go by. So I think that's so important for people to hear. Now, we also like to say, like, along the path, when was it tough and what did you learn? Because people look at you now and go, oh, she's got the big job. It was so easy. And underneath they're like, $1,100 twice, yeah. uh, sleeping on a couch. So um, what would you say you would share with other women listening about when it was hard and, like, something they might take away to try? There's been a lot of hard times. Yes, the financial aspect is one of it. Another is, you know, it can be very lonely when you're moving from city to city to pursue your career. There's often times, you know, I wasn't able to make my niece's eighth grade graduation, which is really important to her and to me, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, you know, things like that with your friends that, you know, you're out pursuing your career and you aren't always able to just be there for people. And so um, that becomes really difficult. You know, if your family does not live in the same city as you, when someone gets sick, you know, you can't just pick up and be there right away. And so there's some guilt that comes with that sometimes. And so that sometimes can be really tough to manage. And so I, you know, just, I, I always like to remind other women that go through that. It's like, you know, it, you may feel that guilt in the moment, but just know you have a lot of cheerleaders who are also rooting for you, you know? Oftentimes, whether it's my sister or just other women that I know, they will say to me, wow, you know, you have the career that I always wanted. You know, you can pack up and move or you, can, you know, you um, are doing the things that I always wanted to do. And it's that little bit of inspiration that really like keeps you going to say, OK, I may have missed this right now, but it was all worth it because I'm impacting other people's lives. And they also feel like it's giving them inspiration 
and hope and motivation to pursue their goals. So that for me um, are, are some of the tougher things that have happened. And then just as I continue continue to grow in my career, um, there's, there's challenges. There's a lot of challenges. Um, I have often been the youngest person in leadership roles. I have often been the only woman of color in leadership roles. Um, I remember when I moved from Atlanta and started working at the Sports Network in New York, coming from Gospel Music Channel, the people that worked there were like, okay, we don't know how to take her. She's a, they called me a Bible thumper. Oh, there you go. There you working go. in a male dominated sports industry. There you go. And they were like, you know, is she going to, you know, have an issue when, you know, we're yelling about, you know, the, the Cubs versus the Sox or <laughs> the Mets versus the Yankees, you know, like they didn't know how to receive me. And so there was a lot of pressure and, you know, my own, you know, challenges that I had to deal with just with that and then just fitting into a new environment. Yeah. Even here now, you know, I've been in, uh, in Indiana for 11 months. Luckily, I have an amazing husband who is my best friend and support system, but it's a challenge meeting new people. Mm-hmm. You have to start your circle all over again. I had an amazing tribe of women and friends in New York. And now I don't have anyone, you know, so it's lonely to a certain degree. I get you. I totally get you. You know, we, when I moved to Denver, I invented the Camp Experience Network so I could have a tribe of like-minded women and like-hearted women that wanted to do community service and also just love each other unconditionally and be friends. Well, I'm going to hook you up because I got some great people in this town. Um, And, you you know, my sister's a block away, my best friend, Darlene. Uh, her husband used to was head when the uh, Super Bowl came to town, David Sherman. So I've got some people for you. Uh, not that your social calendar isn't full. <laughs> no, thank you. All the you. things that you are doing. I will take any recommendations. But, yeah, certainly. But, yeah, I totally yeah. get it. And that's why we're making this global sisterhood. So thank you so much for sharing your story today because the purpose of having these sister stories is so 24-7 people can just listen to this, you know, see the video, listen to the podcast, and just realize, hey, there's other great women in the world out there. So um, I want you to just tell a little bit about your side of you other than work, because I know you're super passionate about Dress for Success and helping other women. So um, what is your passion and purpose outside of being an amazing executive? And, uh, yeah, you know, like I mentioned, I want other women in particular to know that Whatever it is that you're passionate about, whatever goals you have, you can pursue it. You know, don't let anything stop you, whether that is your situation, your children, your husband, whatever it is you want to do for you, just know that you can work hard and you can achieve it. I am a testament of that. Um, I also am very passionate about creating a pipeline in particular for little Um, black and brown children, as I like to call them, that they know that in in terms of technology and digital, eventually the jobs like McDonald's flipping french fries won't exist. 
they're going to all be replaced by kiosks. We see it happening now, right? Mm -hmm. And so they need to know the back end of this digital world. Do you know how to code? Do you know how to program? Do you know the technology that it takes to create the social media platforms that you're working on? Do you know about those platforms? And do you know that you can actually have a job in that? You know, they don't know that. And so that's another reason why I really um, accepted the opportunity with the Children's Museum, because I'm like, what can I do to start at a young age to teach kids that there's an opportunity for that? And then, of course, I tend to try to be fashionable whenever I can. So Dress for Success was like a great fit for me. I knew about it growing up in Chicago, and I want to make sure that people feel as good on the outside as they do on the inside. So that's a big passion for me. And then the last thing, and I don't talk about this a whole lot because I'm still fleshing it out. Um, and it's more of a legacy project for me whenever I leave this earth, whenever that may be. Um, I want to create a program that will allow ex-felons to um, re-enter back into society in a more impactful way um, so that they can, you know, have a second chance at life. And one of the things that I loved about when I first started working here at Pacer Sports and Entertainment, I didn't realize how much we gave back, this organization gave back to the community. This building here is bought for the people and a part of the staff that helps turn over our court from being a basketball court to maybe concerts and stages and things like that, our conversion crew are people who are in jail or incarcerated. And so it's giving them an opportunity to actually work and, and gain meaningful employment. And that's the way for people to reintegrate back into society by giving them an opportunity. Right. And so I hope that part of my lifelong legacy is that I can create more programs like that too. Oh my gosh, you're just so much fun. I, if I only lived here, I'd hang out with you all the time. Um, we lastly ask you to do a global statement to women of the world. And so what we do is we edit this and we use it kind of just out in social media, which you're an expert about, but just to kind of entice people to listen to the podcast or watch the video. Yeah. So what is Tatiana's global statement for women of the world? Oh, okay. I got to make this a good one. I don't know. I you said so many it. good things that we could probably <laughs> cut one through here, but I just thought I'd give you a chance to do the official one. Yeah. You know, um, let's see. To me, it's just the, the importance of sisterhood is one that I think we just don't give ourselves enough credit for behind every strong woman out there there is a sisterhood and a tribe of women who are on the group chat <laughs> or who are on that group email or that is that's sending you a text message that says keep going sis you know i'm proud of you and i'm supporting you and you can do whatever you want you can achieve your goals and don't let you know that situation or that man or you know whatever that that factor is stop you and that's what, just what I want to give that love back to all of my sisters around the world whether you look like me or you don't you know I love you I support you and I hope that we continue to each one teach one that's the lesson that I learned from a boss back in the day and I continue to instill that 
on everyone that I meet. Oh, that is a perfect global <laughs> sisterhood statement for the sisterhood that now gets to know you and love you like we all do. So tell us your contact information for people listening when they're listening to the podcast or they're just listening to the video. And we will also have this on the screen of the video so people can find you. Great. So you can catch me on LinkedIn at Tatiana Holyfield. I'm also on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Tatiana in media, I in media. And on Instagram, it's just my full name, my married name. So Tatiana Holyfield Arthur. Perfect. Well, I know everyone will want to get a hold of you. Um, it's been so wonderful to reconnect and get to shoot this today with you. Thank you so much for taking time, all of you, to enjoy amazing stories of women from around the world, and especially Tatiana here in Indianapolis, Indiana. We hope some of these ideas can help you in your life and your business. And please share these sister stories with your friends so we can all help each other live our best lives and make a difference in the world. This is your host, Betsy Wiersma. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you for listening to Sister Stories, part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. We are women who amplify our voices and are committed to inspiring people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more, globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.